Right now, though, we're going to go on with another UCP leadership candidate. We're going to chat now with John Horseman. Um, John is seeking the leadership just like Daniel is. Uh, Mr. Horseman, thanks so much for your time. I appreciate you joining us today. Yeah, thank you, Shay. I'm excited to be here. Uh, it's obviously a really uh, divisive time, not only in the province, but within the party itself. The party, as we know, that's how we got into this point, is clearly, clearly divided among many, many different lines. So if you become leader, what what's the vision? How do you unite this party, seeing what we see play out daily on the campaign trail? Yeah, Shay, it's, um, that's exactly why I'm getting involved, is uh, I look at Alberta. I look at Alberta as really the land of opportunity. We have so much going for us, and we have worked so hard. We sacrificed a lot to get where we are today. And the only thing that I, I see, uh, you know, that could uh, potentially disrupt, um, you know, this, uh, this prosperity that we're, we're enjoying is uh, politics. And, uh, you know, I spent 20 years working for Alberta, helping it grow and thrive, fighting for Albertans, um, um, you know, on Bay Street, on Wall Street, and helping them build their businesses. And uh, when I saw, A, the divisions, and I saw the challenges that we faced, you know, I realized for myself, it was time to get involved. It's time for somebody to step up and trying to, you know, it's time for, for good people to try and do something uh, to move this province forward and, and make sure that we can all enjoy the quality of life that we've worked so hard for. The situation that the party finds itself in now, there's sort of competing um, schools of thought on how it got to that point. Some say it was policy. Um, and the premier says, you know, it's people who are angry over his COVID decisions. Um, and that's sort of how he got into this mess. Uh, other people say it's not so much the policy. It's the way that things were handled. It's um, a lack of humility, an unwillingness to listen to the grassroots. What do you think um, sort of led this party to where it is now? Was it leadership or was it policy? It's 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 a good question. I would I would have a my, my views here are really I think the question on the table is we are going through a leadership transition. Alberta needs something new. They need something different than how well got us you know to where we are today. Um, Jason Kenny submitted himself to the will of the people and uh, the people spoke and we now now need a, need a way to kind of move forward. Um, I think you're right. I think all your comments were right mm-hmm. in terms of. Uh, uh, some of the drivers of that. But the question on the table isn't how to solve the problems of the past. The question on the table is what do we need for our future? And that's where, uh, that's where you know, a candidate like myself with a proven history of leadership, with a proven history of getting things done, um, I have a lot of uh, Albertans have asked me to come forward because they're looking at all of those issues and they believe that only an outsider to the political, uh, you know, to the, the, the political machine can actually solve that issue or those issues. Um, we just had Danielle Smith on, and of course, uh, she seemed perceived to be the front runner. And, and, and the headline issue so far in this campaign uh, has been Ottawa, and it always is when you're talking about Alberta politics. She's really taking a stance with the Sovereignty Act. We just won't enforce federal laws, all kinds of things. What's your take on how to deal with Ottawa? How do you get Alberta to get, uh, it's been called a fair deal, a better deal, all the things. How do relationships between Ottawa and Alberta work under your leadership? Yeah, it's it's a it's a great question. I mean, for the you know what I've learned is that in any negotiation, you do you have to understand what they want. You have to understand where you have an alignment of interests, and you have to understand um, where those those interests diverge. And 
you know, you know, from from my perspective, the alignment of interest is, you know, they they deeply need our our prosperity. They, Ottawa deeply needs our contribution to Confederation. Primarily, it's financial. Um, I think that is the line that needs to be defended. Um, I don't, you know, we've we've watched uh, a, a number of uh, really great, re- you know, really great programs that have a lot of rhetoric, but are deep, you know, but are ineffective. They they don't do anything, and and. Um, I think the intersection of what Alberta contributes to Confederation and what Canada needs from Alberta, you know, kind of stands, uh, stands, you know, in the financial in you know, at the financial intersection. And that's where my expertise is deep. I, you know, I was uh, the last couple of years, I was instrumental in, in kind of you know, bringing uh, the funds from Ottawa to Alberta to float businesses and to help Alberta kind of survive the pandemic without, uh, Without business catastrophes, I've uh, worked with Ottawa and you know some of their programs. And there's also, and there's some programs where they just they just fundamentally have it wrong. And we know what those are. And we do need to uh, kind of step up and, and move that forward. Um, the specific actions, though, is you know there's also responsibility in Alberta to take more responsibility for itself. And I'll be advocating for that. And you know, as, as many of my my fellow candidates would, which is you know police force. Uh, pension administration and collection of taxes. Okay, so those are some things that you would want a provincial police force, provincial collection of taxes, and a provincial uh, pension plan. That's in your platform? Absolutely. Okay. Um, right now, you mentioned Alberta's prosperity. We're seeing it, uh, you know, as, as it comes and goes. And right now, we're in a very prosperous cycle. We're seeing energy revenues through the roof. The surplus overnight boomed. Um, what do you do? How do you handle that? I know you have an interesting plan, an interesting strategy with what to do with Alberta surpluses going forward. Yeah, thank you, Shay. This is what I'm calling the Alberta Prosperity Plan, and and really it's it's to take into account and understand that uh, you know we we have to we have to look at our prosperity, and we have to be responsible for it, but we also have to be responsible in accordance with our core values of individual choice, uh, fiscal fiscal restraint, and you know kind of long term prudence. And my plan would be to allocate the 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 resource revenues, you know, subject to fiscal anchors like a credit rating and uh, a debt to GDP uh, position. Um, basically, one quarter uh, would go to the people of Alberta because we found, and I've, I've noticed, that, you know, at times of rising resource uh, revenues in the government are usually at times of uh, affordability problems with the people of Alberta because of the energy costs. And so, like Alaska, I would allocate a portion of that resource revenue directly to the people of Alberta because they know better than the government what they need to live their best. So lives. those are straight cash payments to Albertans. Yes. Another quarter I'd allocate to the Heritage Saving Trust Fund. So we have the financial resources that we need to, um, you know, to live in a future without resource revenue. A quarter to uh, debt repayments so that the future generations don't have to pay for our current spending. And then a quarter to advance the diversification in the infrastructure needs that Alberta, Alberta has to continue um, our prosperity and to continue to uh, grow our, our capacity and our economic capacity. Um, the leadership fee, $175,000, uh, a number of signatures. Any concerns that you won't be able to get over that hurdle? Can we count on you being there when the votes are cast? Uh, we're making tremendous process, uh, progress, and I'm, I'm really excited about it. But you know, the word race is the right word. This is a race, and these hurdles are established to be meaningful and established to ensure that candidates have 
enough broad-based support all across uh, Alberta and enough financial support all across Alberta. So um, we're we're on a we're on a good path. Um, you know, Travis Taze and, and Daniel Smith are you know they submitted and, and they're they're moving forward. And um, I believe we'll get there. And you know, I'm really asking for the people of Alberta if they want a voice and a fresh perspective, and they want the opportunity to continue to enjoy the benefits uh, and the prosperity they have today and live in this land of opportunity, I am reaching out and asking for support, Shay. All right. Mr. Horseman, thank you so much for your time. Uh, Great conversation. And uh, as I said, we'll check in again as we go along. Thank you. That is John Horseman, who is running to be leader of the UCP. A uh, little background on John. He's been in finance for a long time with ATB. Um, so uh, that's where he's coming from. He says he's been a member of the UCP, but, you know, he's never been a politician. So he's got a bit of an outsider's take on things. For most of us, crime is something we see on the news. We never think it could happen to us until it does. Loved ones are gone, and for the survivors, the scars will never heal. I'm Nancy Hickst, a senior crime reporter for Global News. And on this season of Crime Beat, I'll take you inside some of the most serious crime stories I've covered. Season six of Crime Beat is available now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and all podcast platforms.